0: Now, having watched the entire movie, it is not an action movie in the traditional sense that most, but not all, of the other movies that we have talked about on this podcast are action movies.
1: So here's my counterpoint: uh, action is a vibe.
0: Oh, I'm. That's actually fairly compelling. <laughs> Hello Mission Recall listeners, I'm Oriana Schwint.
1: And I'm Steve Parkhurst.
0: And today, we're taking refuge in the LEM after our oxygen tanks have blown
1: up. Uh, Houston, we have a problem.
0: <laughs> now-
1: Remember when everyone said that?
0: That that was a very, very- For
1: like 10 fucking t- years. Than, I,
0: st- I still hear it. It's still, it's, it's so part of the vernacular. Um, it is kind of funny that we're doing this movie now because- as we are recording this, it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock on New Year's Eve.
1: Pacific time.
0: Pacific time, 2022. And we have some baguettes in the oven. We've, we've had some we've wine. We've had a little bit of wine. And we watched uh, the most dad movie of all time. Yes.
1: Top three, I would say, maybe top five. Uh, I'd be interested to see a list, but it's right up there.
0: It's Ron Howard's Apollo 13.
1: Uh, Just an all-time dad classic, a dasic, if you will.
0: No, I won't, actually.
1: (laughs) I've had some wine. Uh, Yeah, as we look back fondly on this shit fuck of a year... (laughs) Uh, we're going to be nostalgic for a simpler time. This
0: movie is fucking fantastic. I will say, I had never seen it before somehow.
1: We have really gone back to our kind of traditional dynamic here traditional on the, on the pod.
0: We're, where, we're doing we're doing traditional gender roles.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where I have seen the movie many times and you have never seen it at all. Okay, That's what's kind of so
0: weird about me not having seen this movie, though, is that crazy. my grandfather... Father and uncle all worked
1: those are all those are three separate people. Three separate people. I know you're from Florida, but
0: That's an Alabama thing. Oh sorry. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Florida is not quite the South. It's it's its own weird, horrible thing.
1: As we speak, uh, Bolsonaro just landed in Florida. He's in your hometown right now.
0: I don't know if I would call Orlando my hometown.
1: Is it not where it's you're
0: from? Close. I didn't well, grow up in Orlando. The suburbs, you know. the suburbs. Don't try
1: to, to I, wiggle look, your I'm way saying, out of this one.
0: Uh, I left as soon as I could. Is all is all I'll say. But so what's really weird about not having seen Apollo 13? Right. Yes. I'm is track. that my dad and his dad and my dad's brother all worked at NASA or i guess like sub NASA subcontractors but they all like worked to put people into space that yes. was that was their job and somehow I have never seen this movie I don't My parents must have rented it At some point
1: Do you think it was like Too close to home For your dad? Like he just wasn't interested Because it was just like He
0: was probably like Science is bad Well
1: stuff. that is Because like, like to a layman It seems like good science It seems like one of the well, more seems, Scientifically accurate
0: I mean d- they, they, It was based on a book Yeah uh, So obviously No books are ever <laughs> Full of
1: It's a book Books are for material.
0: It feels very authentic And I'm. Ron Howard feels like the kind of guy to insist that we be as authentic and faithful to the actual events as possible.
1: I suspect some minor liberties were taken, but I do recall that their goal was to make it as scientifically accurate and true to what actual events. Because you
0: have like lots of logs of what did happen on this mission.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is weird that your family didn't really watch this that much it wasn't
0: a feature or that i recall you know when it came out i was about eight right. so fairly yeah. this young. was
1: 95 mm-hmm. and uh, i was 10 and this was one of the heavier rotation movies in our vhs collection
0: I, I can see why because you going into the movie it's kind of like titanic in some ways in that you know what is going to happen like you know that they're okay you know that like they survived Just like in Titanic. It's sort of a master class and wringing tension from a scenario that you know like you know they survived right. because we know the news. Right. <laughs> like if it had gone the way of Apollo eleven or Columbia, the Apollo eleven. Columbia- not Apollo 11 Apollo 1 Apollo 1 there oh, okay. we go
1: It's like I think Apollo
0: 11 No, went it was well. it went it yeah. <laughs> went really well. No, if it went in the way of, of Apollo 1 and the Columbia
1: or the Challenger, the Challenger uh, and the
0: Columbia um you know we would know You
1: wouldn't make a movie about you it. You wouldn't
0: make a movie about it. Or I mean maybe you would. There
1: was actually a movie that kind of used the Columbia disaster mm. and it's super icky and gross. It's like a Nicole Kidman movie oh, where no. like aliens come back on the oh, fuselage what? And and it's an Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. Uh, it came out sometime in, like, not that long after the disaster. Oh, I want to say, like, five or six oh, years. Oh, that's so
0: ghoulish. That's uh, gross.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I think Daniel Craig was in it. Oh. Yeah, really weird movie. But it's about, like... It's not the Columbia, but a space shuttle breaks up on re-entry and there's like an alien form on the shuttle that caused it to break up. Oh,
0: no. I don't know if that's like a victim of poor timing
1: or... No, it happened like long enough after. It was actually based on... It was... Yeah, they used that. So that movie was called The Invasion. mm. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig. Check it out. (laughs) If... You want to have kind of a bad. I, time.
0: I guess, yeah. If you want to be kind of weirded out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so why did we? Why did we start talking about the? Inv- oh, because like you know, it's going to succeed. You know, they are going to survive. Yes, in which is great.
0: And yet, this is a masterclass in ratcheting up tension and making you feel as though everyone, everyone, the three guys, Tom Hanks, our boys, Kevin Bacon, and Bill Paxton, our boy. R.I.P. still.
1: Yeah, I still kind of get sad.
0: I do too. He was just such a great presence. Yeah. He's great in this movie, even though he's kind of playing against type.
1: Yes and no, because I feel like a lot of directors who didn't quite Get Bill Paxton, cast him in similar roles. Mm. You know, charming, maybe a little Southern or Texan or something.
0: Always,
1: (laughs) Uh, but like kind of laid back, kind of chill, and it's
0: because I wonder if he kind of has that chill energy and or had that chill energy in person. Like I, I, I think a lot about the Titanic cast getting. Poisoned by PCP yeah, in their a clam chowder, yeah. which if you don't know the story, we'll put it in the show notes. It's fantastic. Their meal, their clam chowder element of this meal for the cast and crew was laced with PCP and they all had a real bad time except for Bill Paxton who like was like all right i'm i'm not going to go to the hospital with you guys like the hospital is overwhelmed so jim cameron i'm i'm just going to head back and drink drink a case of
1: beer and he did, and ride it out, baby. Yeah, yeah, he gets it. So, like that, I wonder if they're going off of that energy, right? And speaking of Jim Cameron, as we've said before, he's one of the few directors who understood Paxton's energy on camera, which is chaotic. like chaotic, very chaotic. Uh, and I think, like one of Paxton's main roles in Twister was, I think, a pretty good understanding of like his arc was to rediscover that chaos.
0: Right. He doesn't want to be the buttoned up meteorologist. No.
1: He wants to be driving around chasing tornadoes yeah. and getting into Being all with sorts Philip of Philip Seymour
0: Hoffman. Yeah. And,
1: just getting into pickles. Yeah uh and that movie you know did a good job of understanding that i would say apollo 13 doesn't really understand who paxton should be but that's a fairly minor criticism because you do care about the three of them and you want to see just how yeah. they solve these problems yeah. so even though you know ultimately that they will survive The fun is in watching, like, how do they figure this stuff out? Mm -hmm. As all the problems cascade and build up, Mm -hmm. how are they going to, like, all right, they fixed this problem, the CO2 uh, filters. Now they've got to deal with, the, you know, getting the power back up but not hitting 20 amps. Yeah,
0: which, by the way, 20 amps is, like, Nothing. That, yeah, that's Nothing. like a coffee maker. It couldn't power any appliance that we use
1: today, I don't think. It's crazy. So that, I think, is maybe one of the biggest elements in what makes this such a good dad movie,
0: mm. because
1: it combines all our boys, your Harris's, <laughs> your Paxton's, your Hank's. Yeah. Uh, Not
0: Jared Harris or Richard Harris, Ed Harris.
1: Unrelated, right? Yes, Because Jared is Richard's Very, son. Yes. Yeah. We just saw Jared Harris playing an American incorrect
0: Ooh, shouldn't shouldn't happen he's and like he's amazing in everything he does but he really shouldn't play america it's just too weird
1: no just let him be uh, let that's him what chernobyl be, understood just know, let him be jared harris technically
0: he's like northern irish i, I want to say yeah. they're from belfast oh
1: interesting yeah anyway so you've got all your boys you've got solving math problems You've got space. You
0: do have solving math problems by hand, by, by hand. hand, not by computer.
1: Mm-hmm. None of those Such calculators. A dad thing. You're not always going to have a calculator. You were wrong, Dad. Mm-hmm. I always have a fucking calculator. I,
0: yeah, I, I do. But you know, back in in 1970, you
1: didn't back then. You, know, you have nostalgia. So much nostalgia for for when we did things, for when we were a real country, a and proper like, country,
0: to a certain extent. I can sympathize that, like, once upon a time, we did used to, like, kind of build things. A a lot of the times, it was kind of the wrong things, like highway, like, lots and lots of highways.
1: Yeah, the suburbs.
0: But you did build things. Sure, things were
1: getting built. You had that, you had the nostalgia, you had, like... Enough militarism, you know. There's the military is vaguely involved.
0: Uh, you know, most of those guys were Air Force, Navy, mm-hmm. etc. A little so moment
1: with Hanks talking about you know an his experience uh, in the South Pacific yeah. during the war,
0: which feels which lends a very Spielbergian <laughs> air this, to this movie. This
1: movie, I think, is Ron Howard's best movie. Uh, it is also his most Spielbergian movie, and I think there's no coincidence there. Yeah, like he is really aping spielberg and like his sense of spectacle hardcore uh, his sense of just how to manipulate the audience and i don't mean that in a bad way like he understands just how to get people to get all worked up and choked up and excited and uh, you know nervous like it's a, a really good use of cinematic language the score is fucking great the score uh as you pointed out sounds a lot like band of brothers
0: it isn't, uh, incidentally. Uh, James Horner did the score for Apollo 13. He did not do the score for Band of Brothers. That was Michael Kamen, but it feels like they had the same notes.
1: <laughs> I do think, like, you know, Tom Hanks was involved in both, in of both. course. Uh, I do wonder if they drew a little inspiration from Apollo I'm gonna 13. I'm going to guess,
0: yes. Because by that point in his career, Hanks had. Quite a bit of.
1: He was an EP influence, on, on yeah. Band of Brothers, yes, yeah.
0: and he wasn't an EP on uh, not on Apollo, Apollo 13. thirteen, but dude had.
1: Yeah, by this point, Tom Hanks was like a bona fide star. Although I do think this might have been the movie that really cemented his... I
0: was surprised by how young he he looks looks here. Yeah, And it is 95. It was like, what, right after Forrest Gump?
1: Yeah, 94 was Forrest Gump. So I think that might have been the one like that in Philadelphia were the movies that really made Mm -hmm. him a household name. He was like sort of an 80s star, a comedy star before that. But then I think Apollo 13 is what made him America's dad.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can only imagine this being watched by people just like my dad. Just audiences full of my dad. Well,
1: it's a good mix too because, like our parents, the baby boomers had reached maturity. They were in their thirties and they were 40s, having kids, having kids, and kind of feeling nostalgic, even though
0: right because this was their childhood,
1: right? If the not 60s their adolescence, and 70s. Yeah. yeah. Like they were kids or teens, so they remember a lot of this. But it also played to the greatest generation, like their parents, Mm -hmm. people who actually were in the war and who were part of the space race Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So just firing on all cylinders.
0: On all dad cylinders. Truly. And again, I don't want to take away from like, this movie is in so many different ways, like extremely effective Mm -hmm. and successful and winning. I found myself taking for granted exactly how difficult this must have been because Ron Howard makes it look so fucking easy. All of the zero gravity stuff looks so good and so easy. Well,
1: they did it for real.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> so they it was they used those uh, jets that will the take vomit you up, comet? Yeah, yeah, and drop you down. And but the thing is, you don't get a lot of time to film. You like, sure don't. I want to say it's like a minute, maybe. Uh, I'm surprised
0: you get that long. Oh, my God.
1: So you basically, you're in free fall for quite a while. I mean, it's a long time when you think about it. But it's not a long time if you're recording a scene. Yeah. And you have to record a lot of scenes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they did every single shot like they that. They uh, I don't think they could have. But they did a lot. And that's why it looks great. Uh, because it was real. Like, you can't really fake that other movies have tried no. to varying degrees of success but this is one that will never age poorly
0: no i mean jesus we are almost 30 years on and it's impeccable
1: some of the early shots of the rocket actually taking off look a little, a little computery janky. A little you know janky. not even bad but just you can tell it's like cgi yeah some kind of the,
0: the the debris coming off yeah. of the rocket looks a little weird
1: yeah just and like some of the like the Pinky. actual uh, rocket like blast coming out. Yeah, that from that time to time. Explosion
0: fire stuff is you know Some of it's it not amazing. In in its infancy. It
1: was. Um but then once they're past that, uh, it's almost all practical and the stuff that is cgi looks fantastic yeah you know it's a movie that i must have watched like 20 or 30 times in my adolescence uh and i haven't seen it since then really uh since we had it on vhs i don't don't think i've ever watched it on dvd or anything i wasn't really sure how it would have aged for me fucking love it still yeah i i also get why dads like it yeah Uh, I found myself a little like, yeah, go USA, baby. <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's all get together and solve this problem. Yeah, let's, let's work solve together. this problem.
0: And I think actually, so there is an Apple TV Plus series called For All Mankind. If you haven't heard of it, I can understand it's because why. because it's on Apple it's TV Plus. Apple. I had to watch it because in this Warner Brothers workshop thing I was doing we had to write spec scripts for for all mankind and so I'm kicking myself now for not having seen Apollo 13 before watching that and writing my spec script because I felt like some of the other people in in the workshop had a little more facility with some of the terminology used in For All Mankind, and I was like, geez, they're all talking about, like, you know, they can go into the limb and the telemetry and blah, 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 and I was like, what? How do you know all these words? Like, and it's because they they knew it from Apollo 13, and then it was reinforced by the TV series. Like,
1: Yeah, so I didn't watch any of that show uh, while you were watching it, and
0: (laughs) you like wandered in for a couple scenes sometimes
1: here and there. But uh, you were saying that that show really pulled a lot,
0: really, particularly in the first couple episodes. Like, it diverges. The point of the show is it diverges very much from our reality in that the Russians are the first to land on the moon, but it doesn't get there. It takes a minute to get there for you know a couple seasons. It's like pretty solid. That first season in particular is is interesting, but I really wish that I had had the cultural memory of Apollo 13 to graft onto the show. Because the show uses a lot of the same characters because it's also based somewhat on reality to begin with. So I, I wish I had had that. Ron Moore does a great job kind of taking stuff from Apollo 13 and and then taking it in a different direction. And I'm kind of glad both of them exist, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm You know, I've heard it's a good show. I just didn't want to watch it in a marathon like you were watching oh my God. it. every episode is an hour 15 oh
0: yeah every that's such a problem with apple like so apollo 13 is like a relatively long long movie but it's not that it's not crazy it's like two hours 20 or so which is pretty long which is long but also like we've watched some stinkers lately that were also as long
1: as long or feel as long glass
0: onion i think glass onion is actually like is
1: it really Close. Uh, close. We tried Amsterdam, but noped out pretty quickly on that one.
0: We ended up fast-forwarding
1: to the yeah, end of Amsterdam. Yeah, just to the end to see that scene that everyone was making fun of on Twitter. And they were even right with to. the context, <laughs> what a terrible scene. What a terrible movie. So, Yeah, like,
0: it's good to cleanse the palate a bit. Right.
1: Yeah, we kind of had gone through a couple of stinkers, so it's nice to... Be reminded that cinema isn't awful.
0: I kind of did hate movies after watching those two movies. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, film is bad now. Oh,
0: we shouldn't have done Let's, this. We're
1: all just going to go to TikTok now. This
0: this sucks. And then you know you watch everything everywhere all at once, and that's great. And then you watch Apollo thirteen, and you're like, yeah, cinema movies can be good. I feel like the only the thing that reads is kind of ha ha uh with Apollo 13 is Tom Hanks talking a lot about how about Columbus and what if Columbus had not come back and it's like that would have been good actually that's that would have been great a lot of people that would have been great for a lot of people
1: right <laughs> it was still a time when Columbus day was, was celebrated a, yeah uh,
0: those yeah. fucking italians <laughs> the and goddamn italians
1: it. there's a couple of tone deaf moments in the beginning that did not feel tone deaf in ninety five, for the people they were making this movie for, which is and
0: even the the, the people who were making the movie, like yeah. I doubt they fucking knew about or
1: yeah, like their
0: doubt they knew. Or cared. History
1: lesson was you know Columbus sailed in fourteen ninety two, blah blah no. blah. In fourteen
0: ninety two, Columbus sailed right. the ocean
1: blue, That's it, uh, and everything worked out. Yeah, there's also, like, one black guy in this entire movie.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is kind of interesting because it it fits for the time that the movie was made.
0: Like, there was a whole movie about how white and segregated NASA was. Yeah, all the
1: hidden figures were indeed hidden Hidden. from Apollo 13. What do you know? But, you know, maybe if they'd let them in the room, none of this would have happened.
0: I actually strongly suspect... That, that you're correct, and you know, let that be a stain on the organization. But uh, the movie does still fucking rip, I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, uh, for it being almost entirely uh, middle-aged white guys and their sad wives. Uh, but you
0: know what? At least the wives are, it's not a my wife is a bitch movie.
1: Yeah, there's no divorce jokes, there's no lawyer jokes, because it's a period piece. Like Divorce wasn't legal yeah, yet.
0: I feel like it was. No, it was. It was. 19, but it was like right around 1970 that no fault divorce uh, was instituted. Uh. And it was only, I think it started in California. I want to say don't.
1: Uh, Damn liberals.
0: You know, those kooky,
1: kooky Californians. those kooky
0: Californians. I don't know. California was not super progressive when we were living there. I don't know. It didn't. It just felt like a bunch of like annoying pain in the ass shit that wasn't helpful.
1: (laughs) California gets kind of a a free pass on progressivism when really it's just like it's liberalism and neoliberal. It's very
0: neoliberal.
1: Just like, yeah, no, we love uh, infrastructure. Look at this new highway we just built. Look at this new
0: highway, and um, you have to pay for health. health, You have to buy health insurance or we're going to fine you. But the health insurance we have is expensive and bad
1: it won't cover anything <laughs> it won't cover anything but, but it will cost $600 a month yeah but you can get a uh, you can get tax rebates uh, unless you make more than 20,000 a year it's like oh. And then, in that case, you're fucked. You can you can afford it. You
0: can afford it. It's like, great, thanks. Thank uh, you so thank much, you so
1: California. Much. That's great.
0: But yeah, so, you know, we don't have to deal with the my wife is a bitch stuff. That's like, nice. the wives are nice and cool mm-hmm. uh, and sad because sad. their husbands are off to...
1: They're in peril. Not
0: war. Um, the but moon. essentially, but they're, they're off war. to war. It's man- what I like about space stuff is that I love man versus nature as a conflict. Conflict, oh. And this is the most extreme version of man versus nature. It's man versus the vacuum. It's so primal. We didn't create the earth or the lovely atmosphere that protects us from big bad space. But it is essential to our existence. And so once you go outside that, that's very compelling to me.
1: Yeah, you have a kind of a thing about space. I
0: do have a thing about space. I have a thing about space in the deep ocean. I consider them very similar Mm. because there's, you know, lack of oxygen in both places is like a really huge problem. We don't know what the fuck is there.
1: One Mm. will crush you to death. One is a vacuum. So it'll suck suck It'll you off.
0: It'll suck you to death. The other one will crush you to death. Like it's 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 fascinating the dichotomy between the two. But yeah, yeah
1: mildly I, erotic in both. <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> he will. is speaking for. I himself. will speak for myself.
0: But yeah, I mean, deep space is very compelling to. Or I guess this isn't even deep space in Apollo 13 It's just space. It's just regular. I guess the moon's
1: fairly deep. Like you're you're I outside. Thought of was, orbit. I thought deep space was. I thought deep space was like well, yeah,
0: beyond Jupiter, whatever.
1: I, I I don't know exactly what the cutoff there is. I don't. I don't know. You're the space family. You you should know. I that.
0: Didn't really, I, know. I didn't really no, learn didn't?
1: much. It's Funny, like uh, my I come from a medical family and kind of refused to learn anything. I, yeah, you came from kind of a space family and didn't really pick really picked up much either. I
0: was just never a STEM child. I Her guess although neither. I did very well in like. AP bio, but I, 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 chemistry was just like, no, (laughs) physics was kind of a no, like.
1: Chemistry was a big no for me, physics was, was a no. I
0: I was okay at math. Even bio I didn't do that good at. Yeah.
1: I was bad at math, still am.
0: I maintain that you are not bad at math. You just got yelled at too much.
1: I did get yelled at too much, and I had very bad teachers in high school. So, you know, passing the buck on that one. We are uh, going to pass. But functionally, I am bad at math. I, if I were to, I don't know, try to learn again, maybe I would be fine. But now we're old and stupid. And I have a calculator in my pocket. That's I'm true, not right? be bothered. When do
0: I need to I can I don't need to do long division in my head.
1: I've, it's never once come up. I'm thirty seven. I think I've I think would I'm have fine. happened by yeah. now.
0: But yeah, deep space uh, or any kind of space thing is is kind of instantly like I, I I do really enjoy man versus space. I do find the concept of going to space like personally I would not do that.
1: <laughs> I would. I I absolutely would.
0: Too many horrible things could happen. Like I it's just not quite worth it to me, I don't think. Although, I don't know, I could probably be talked into it, but it's it's just not a good idea.
1: I do worry that I would get like some kind of dizziness going up there. Like my inner ear is all fucked now, so who knows. Mm. That that'd be my one concern about going to space. The the horrible ways to die. Like I feel like I can handle that like all right what are you gonna do freeze me to death fine
0: i think you're just not imagining enough how horrible that would be
1: <laughs> i bet it'd be quick
0: i don't know i i don't think it would be quick enough for my for my liking
1: now to be clear the deep ocean i'm not down with i don't, I, I don't want to drown to death i'm not interested in being crushed to death no so i'm on board with you there
0: yeah uh, respect the ocean everybody absolutely
1: respect the ocean That and respect fuck you space
0: up. and you should
1: respect space, but also I do kind of want to fly up into it a little bit.
0: Well, maybe you'll get your shot. I don't think so. You can be on Elon's next launch. So,
1: alright, let me clarify again. I would not go into space on anything that fucking Elon Musk (laughs) built. I wouldn't drive to the fucking Safeway in a Tesla. In a Tesla.
0: It seems like a bad idea. Like, I don't
1: want to burn to death.
0: Yeah, even just... it just cheap and... It's clunky, like clunky. things are going
1: to be falling off. Yeah, uh, and stuff so, just
0: decides to not work.
1: Yeah, it's going to lock you in and then you're going to like burn, to, burn death. to death and then also drown somehow. So, no, I'm not going to go to space on any Elon shit. I don't know, maybe a Bezos thing. <laughs> he seems like... <laughs>
0: I'll he- I'm going to... Actually, my my uncle who worked at NASA now works at um, Blue Origin. Oh, yeah, good for him. So...
1: So we've got a connection there. We've got to saying. connect. I'll give him a, <laughs> he'll give him a us. ring. He'll,
0: he'll get us on, get on, us hooked up.
1: on board. That's great. Uh, yeah, so Apollo 13, Like, I think the big thing that everyone wants to know is, and we probably should have started the podcast with this, is it an action movie?
0: Oh, yeah. I have like an opinion on this, I actually. Know,
1: and I'm <laughs> furious.
0: This is not actually an action movie, is my argument. We briefly had a discussion about this during the movie, where I was like, this isn't really an action movie, is it? Oh, well, some stuff is starting to happen now. And again, I want to clarify, this movie is great. I I think this movie is fantastic. But now having watched the entire movie, it is not an action movie in the traditional sense that most, but not all, of the other movies that we have talked about on this podcast are action movies.
1: Here's my counterpoint. Shut the fuck up. (laughs)
0: Here's my counterpoint, divorce papers.
1: (laughs) Shut shut your fucking mouth.
0: But no, okay, but by the traditional metrics, and again, like, this movie is thrilling in a lot of ways. Like, it is very tense and intense. But there's not that much action action. And I know they had, like, stunt people. Like, so there are some stunts. You know, when you think of an action movie, you think of lots of motion, whereas, like, the point of a lot of this movie... They were hurtling through space. The people themselves are not, like, doing crazy. I don't know. Like, a lot of it is the fight against gravity, like in action movies, is stunt people fighting against gravity to, like, hurdle themselves through the air and (laughs) water and in vehicles and whatnot. Whereas Apollo 13 doesn't quite have this. It doesn't quite have any of that.
1: So here's my counterpoint uh action is a vibe
0: oh i'm that's actually fairly compelling
1: <laughs> it was thrilling it kept you on the edge of your seat it did you oh were, my god
0: my emotions were like at 11 the whole time
1: you wanted to know how they were going to get themselves out of this pickle. yes for a two and a half hour long movie you weren't bored
0: i wasn't bored so and that is saying something. It's not that I'm easily bored, but I have found my attention wandering quite frequently during a number of more recent releases that that we've seen. Amsterdam being one of I, everyone just agree, everyone agrees that Amsterdam is just like a horrible movie, and like you shouldn't
1: watch it. My attention didn't so much wander. I was. I was flabbergasted while watching that movie of just that's kind true. of in trying in to figure bafflement. out
0: why why did this happen what is happening and why
1: but then also realizing as we kind of scrubbed through just fast forwarding like how little we'd actually watched how much more there was mm-hmm. left to and how watch.
0: interminable the scenes were the
1: scenes this is that's actually Ron,
0: Ron Howard knows how to pace a movie yeah
1: I think I've talked about this before I'm sure I have. But, like, it's not the length of the movie, it's the length of the scenes. Yeah. And that's not all there is to it, but that's a good shorthand to just say, like, pacing. Like, pacing. get in, say what you need to say, do what you need to do, and get out.
0: And, you know, I understand that there are occasions where your scene has to be kind of long. That does happen, and it can be extremely effective. But when you have all of your scenes lasting... Ten minutes, some
1: fifteen minutes. I mean,
0: Jesus, what are you doing? And nothing, like nothing, is really happening. Glass Onion did that a lot.
1: So many scenes. If you go back and pace out, like when a scene starts and when it ends, and what
0: actually happens in the scene emotionally or physically,
1: most things can be done in like three minutes. Yep, and then that gives you permission to have two or three longer scenes. Yeah, for,
0: for real impact.
1: They'll really land. People will be on board because you haven't wasted their time. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam, like the early scene in the mortuary, they repeat the same information. Like, I think I counted five times
0: this is very funny because it, uh, during or right before this scene started, I got up to get a drink, and when I got back, like I, I spent like a minute or two, like a solid minute or two. I think I even went to the bathroom too. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: made a few like, phone calls, answered some emails,
0: and when I got back, I was like, "Did I miss anything?" And you were like, "You actually didn't." No new information was given in the time that you were gone. No,
1: the same information was repeated over and over. And every now and then, you do need to repeat information to make sure your audience gets it.
0: And, like, that can be a fun opportunity to establish character through other characters' reactions to this information. Sure. Sure.
1: None of that is the case in Amsterdam. Whereas, you know, it's weird to compare Amsterdam to Apollo 13. They're nothing alike in any way. (laughs) Uh, But it's just the most recent thing we watched before this. You know, information is conveyed more than once in Apollo 13. But... It's done organically and in a Mm -hmm. way that, like, it plays into the scene. Like, oh, we have to solve this problem.
0: We have to solve this problem. A lot of this happens where, like, we will learn the information for the first time in Mission Control, which is where it's conveyed in, like, a very scientific Mission Control-y way. And then we will learn about it through a newscast that the sad wives are watching, and this is actually pretty genius because the newscast uh, way of delivering it like enables us to hear the information in like a more digestible way, and we also get to like be with these people we theoretically care about. I don't know. I, I care about. I, I do. Wife, like, I want. Know? I want them to be okay. You know, I want them to feel better. <laughs> Um, You know, I want their husbands to come back to them because it seems like, you know, they actually care about their husbands. And so that is like that is one way where you can actually have information that is repeated. And it's it doesn't feel like it because you're using it for story
1: and character and character. Well, and another interesting thing that is very clever is that. These newscasts, I think, for the most part, are real news They newscasts.
0: are, yeah, which is really pretty fun.
1: That is fun. Uh, a good way to kind of add another element of to... authenticity. Of authenticity, yeah. and also to share the information in a different mm-hmm. way. Uh, I'm like, you don't need a narrator. I'm
0: so impressed with... How news used to be conveyed to people. Yeah. Having someone who is able to talk about, you know, okay, what does it mean that they have to be within two degrees of the earth? in order to for for them to actually like land on the earth, and the newscaster is like, you know, you, he's got props. He's got props. There's a softball, there's a basketball. It's like if they're fourteen feet apart, they need to be within like this sheet of paper. Like the thinness of this sheet of paper is two degrees. That was a real newscast, yeah. And the calmness of of the newscasters. Yeah, you
1: get why people trusted these people and why they were held in such high regard is because they did just convey a sense of authority. And for better or worse, I'm sure lots of uh, propaganda was...
0: Lots of propaganda, and I'm sure... And, like, I have definitely in the past participated in discussions about, like, why was it that we all thought that, like, middle-aged white dudes were the only way of authoritatively giving people the news in a certain cadence, you know? Plenty to be discussed there. That's not what this podcast is about. I right. mean, we, we've we gone f- pretty far afield at times, but like, I don't know, it's a fun movie. It's a fun <laughs> movie, you know?
1: Yeah, like they, they lionize Columbus and there's middle-aged white guys everywhere Uh, everywhere everywhere there's no none of the black women who were actually working at nasa are ever shown like there's plenty like you can kind of look back and be like "Eh." but it, it seems like it it means well overall like i get why people are nostalgic when they're watching shit like this yeah it makes me nostalgic and I never lived through that time. No, uh, I have no interest in going back to that time. Right?
0: I don't like. I I have actual questions about the value of space missions, which sounds kind of crazy, but like given given budgetary constraints in America in
1: particular, like I have less ambivalence. I mean, the space race again. <laughs> You could argue was basically just more propaganda, a good way to bankrupt the USSR. Yeah, um, and
0: you know, to it pay
1: for to pay defense contractors. Yep, and like all, which you know, North.
0: Of most of my family ended up working for.
1: Yeah, so like, yes, the the space race is not the perfect all American. Well, it is all American. It, it is.
0: is all American in that That's sense. sort of the yeah. problem.
1: You should criticize it, and yeah question the the necessity for space travel in general i remember when i was younger in like my 20s kind of being one of those guys who's like yeah let's go to mars let's mm. let's call oh, you
0: were a mars guy not
1: specifically no i was pro space travel yeah you know i was kind space of space is an answer I to thought, our problems i thought neil degrasse tyson was cool basically. we all thought we all I, thought i
0: cool. i went and did like an article with him. You can find it on the internet if you want. And I will. Sorry in advance. But <laughs> it's like it's something like, oh God, I don't remember what it's actually called. I was working for TV Guide magazine, which had a website called TV Insider because they sold TVguide.com <laughs> to to funny. someone else. And I think it was like constructing a tweet with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Um, uh. this was like twenty four Fourteen or fifteen. I'm serving you divorce
1: papers now.
0: Look, you knew I had a past when you met me.
1: <laughs> a sordid a sordid
0: past. I get it. I really uh, do.
1: Well you worked at T V Insider. I worked at Business Insider. Yep. And they did a lot with Neil deGrasse Tyson. They had oh, like I'm a sure. show, like a web series with him. Uh, uh, that I was always jealous that I wasn't. Oh, you a, weren't uh, a producer on. Mm-hmm. No, I had nothing to do with it. And in retrospect, now it's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, like we all wanted to, you know, work with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, we should never go to space, and there's no value of. Space no,
0: I'm. Me. I'm. I don't believe that there is absolutely no value. But I think I'm currently kind of like, oh, my God, we have so many problems.
1: Yes. Well, that is the thing is like we need to be looking inwards now. And we, and we should have been this whole time. I don't think it's an either or proposition. I think when you say like, oh, you know, our budgets are stretched thin, they're not. Like NASA's budget is fucking tiny. The problem isn't. NASA taking up all the money. The problem is the fucking Pentagon taking up all the goddamn money. Right. Like, you know, they just passed, like, what, an $850 billion annual budget for kind the Pentagon? Kind of surprised it isn't a trillion them, yet. It will be in the next few years, probably, because they gave them more money than they asked for. It's like, crazy. Congress
0: gave them more they money. They just keep doing it.
1: The Pentagon cannot account for all the money it has. No. They keep doing audits and they just, like, are missing a it's trillion like whoopsies. dollars. And that keeps happening. So, like, I don't think NASA's the problem here, but I do get your point that, like, let's worry about Mars once we've fixed, like, ocean acidification.
0: Yeah, can we dedicate resources to climate change? Well, and that's like, you know... Or homelessness, or... Pick pick one. Pick
1: one. Like, just maybe let's cancel the F-35 program. That shit ain't gonna happen guys. Jesus. Uh, So, you know, let NASA be, I don't give a shit, you know, keep doing. I mean, it's
0: already pretty hollow. It's already pretty hollow. They
1: don't really do much. Right. Um, Exactly. So like, I, I have no problem with them even getting more money. If it meant
0: like. I, 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 my beef isn't with NASA. It's, I think it's with like everyone trying to get off of the earth. Yeah. That's where it's like, that's what you're putting your money towards. Thanks. I think.
1: I do take some comfort. First of all, Musk or Bezos or any of these guys will never actually get off Earth. They are going to die here on Earth, just like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Because
1: there is no actual escape from the planet. You can't. There's
0: nothing. Like, that's the one thing is like, we went to the moon in 1969, and that was it.
1: Yeah, we got up there and we're like, oh, this
0: Oh my this god, there's nothing sucks. here. We can't do anything about right. this. Right,
1: like, you know, if you're going somewhere that doesn't have an atmosphere, that's sort of a non-starter. Mm-hmm. All the talk of Mars is like, there's no atmosphere, guys. We cannot do anything here. Even if here. you were to find water. Imagine if the entire planet Earth were Death Valley. That's Mars. Death Valley with no, with no oxygen. oxygen or nitrogen. Not a pleasant place to be it's also much darker the sun is very far away it's
0: so far away
1: like it's not fun it's not a good place to visit the moon is no good the moon sucks The moon sucks.
0: The moon is bad. I'm so sorry to Tom Hanks' character in this movie because he wistfully imagines himself stepping on the moon because he doesn't get to do that. Sure. It's a good moment. It's a wonderful moment. It's (laughs) very like, oh, poor Tom Hanks doesn't get to go to the moon. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Seems like you didn't I think pro- it was a good I, I
0: promise I was actually like, "Oh, this guy. Like, yeah. instead he has to deal with all this horrible bullshit. That's a bummer. But also, the moon is full of horrible bullshit to deal with as well.
1: Right. So, we can take comfort in the fact that those guys will die on Earth. Uh, if they were to somehow actually manage to get to Mars, they would die horribly there. Mm. Um, but they're never actually going to do that anyway. Yeah. They're not going to figure out how to stop aging. They're not going to figure out how to live forever. No, there's no
0: space whale with brain juice that'll stop aging. That's from Avatar 2 if
1: you haven't seen it, go check it out. <gasps> oh yeah. Uh but uh yeah, like they can go to New Zealand and have their bunkers. New Zealand is not immune from climate change. Mm-mm. Like they are going to burn in hell with the rest of us and there's nothing there fat, rich asses can do about it.
0: Wow, fat shaming.
1: Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm canceled. I'm so sorry.
0: And in the meantime, like what Apollo 13 is really good at is making you
1: unambiguously cheer. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I kind of went off on a For space. America, for space. America
0: in space. Americans in space and problem solving. When and, everyone
1: cheers at the end oh when my they God. succeed, you want to cheer too. I did, you wanna, we clapped. You, yeah. we, we
0: actually f- fucking clapped because you can't, not class
1: it's a very irony free movie it's a very just great. like straightforward feel good like they solve it through ingenuity and collaboration they get on each other's nerves but then they work yeah, it out and
0: there's all these little guys that get little guys, guys running around that come up with ingenious solutions to things uh
1: the guy who was jack black's coworker in high fidelity is there
0: and uh, Ron Howard's entire family gets to...
1: His father is a reverend. His brother, Clint Howard, who is in everything, is there, of course. Is there
0: and, and fucks it up.
1: He does fuck it up He fucks bit. it up
0: real bad. Uh, it's little, his fault.
1: Little fucking Clint Howard. Yep. There's two Oh Brother, Where Art Thou guys there. So that means the Coen brothers probably were fans of Apollo 13. I that, can
0: see them being...
1: Oh Brother came out in 2000. Another it, quintessential dad movie.
0: I argue that it's... It's a cool dad movie. It's not a regular dad movie.
1: But my counterpoint to that is that my dad loves a brother and he is not a cool dad. Sorry, dad.
0: I don't know. My da- I, I just have a real hard time thinking that, like, that many dads saw it. It's a specific kind of dad. Mm-hmm. It's a dad who
1: likes George Thorogood or.
0: Dad who prides himself on having read the classics.
1: Yeah, and you know, like like Warren Zevon, and maybe a little Steely Dan. Oh,
0: that's Warren Zevon feels like too cool. Again, my dad likes
1: Warren Zevon. Wow, my dad is not cool. I'm not trying to argue that my dad I is just, cool. If,
0: is my dad just really uncool? He is might be really
1: just uncool. Just, damn. Anyway, like another dad movie where you put it on on the spectrum. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the the two racist from oh brother sounds, are here. <laughs> yeah, the the, the governor. Uh, well, the uh, the candidate. The, candidate uh, for uh, governor. Stokes yeah and his campaign manager who was also in the leftovers no not the leftovers uh deadwood he was in Dead
0: deadwood Wood, yeah
1: should have been in the leftovers though he would have fit in there ray somewhere. mckinnon, ray is McKinnon? Is that, yeah. yeah ray
0: mckinnon shout out to ray mckinnon he's in this He's um great. he's great he's good in everything and he also created rectify which is an incredible tv show check it out i don't know how but do that there's also um bones's brother from the show bones (laughs) is is not just in this movie but quite prominent yeah quite prominent he's one of the mission control guys who like ed harris's
1: right hand man yeah yeah bunch of guys just a bunch of so
0: many so many hey it's that guys yeah yeah. It's just, got all it's got all of your nineties A listers plus all of the hey. It's all that of guys. your character yeah. actors.
1: Yeah. All of your middle aged white character actors. They all got uh, called up to the big game mm-hmm. for Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's doing their doing their best. Check it out. Check
0: it out. Although currently it's only on stars. Yeah. We had to we get we had to get stars. We did a stars add-on
1: movie. and uh, Which
0: is also how we watched Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. And, which is our previous episode.
1: I uh, probably Heat. I Heat, think we're gonna Heat. do Heat soon. Very Dad. Because that's on there.
0: Also Very Dad.
1: That's I would argue, that's league. a cool dad movie.
0: Oh true. True.
1: I feel like our generation, like millennials, kind of cottoned to heat even more than Did like we boomers. Yeah, it's a big Twitter thing as heat. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. Like millennials and Gen Xers, I think, are bigger heat fans than boomers.
0: Oh, interesting. Interestingly. Once again, a movie I haven't seen.
1: It's great. Also pretty long. It's a long movie. Oh, boy. Uh, but a lot of fun. I think it'll you'll have a similar experience where you'll be like, oh, no, this is long. But I don't think the scenes are that long.
0: Uh huh. You mean it's properly paced? Mm
1: hmm. Michael well, Mann, well. baby.
0: Oh, I do love Michael Mann.
1: Yeah. Okay. Of course. So I don't know if we'll watch that next. It's just sort of what's available. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we got to do our Bayhem block again. Like yeah, there's like we Bad need, Boys, yeah. The Rock, and Con Air. But they're not available anywhere. That's why what, we what haven't is done is it What is up yet. with that? I don't know. Mm. I even got Criterion because like The Rock is on Criterion, what? but it's not on the the Criterion channel. You have to, like, buy the Blu-ray.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a weird kind of funny little thing that The Rock is Mm. on Criterion. But, um, yeah, so we've still got a lot of 90s stuff to do. uh, Yeah. That is more action, Oriana. Look, I'm just saying,
0: Titanic, yes, the first half is...
1: The first hour and a half.
0: (laughs) Yes, the first hour and a half of Titanic is not an action movie. However, the last hour and a half of Titanic is, in fact... Very much an action movie. People are running around, they are swimming, they are being drowned, they are falling from fucking ship butts.
1: That's the that's the nautical term, yeah. It's
0: the nautical term. The ship the butt. Poop deck. <laughs> that's I, the butt of the ship. It is the butt of the ship. Basically. Apollo, 13, Apollo 13 does not have any of that really. And again, it is a very good movie. I just you're right that it has action vibes without having like literal action in it.
1: That's all I'll counter with, because I think yeah, that's, that's all that needs to be that's said fine. is. And
0: sound off in the find us on Twitter and yeah, let us know. know. Yeah. Actually
1: don't do don't that. Find us on Twitter. Stay off of Twitter. Stay especially. Off Twitter Twi- now, Twitter is dead. Now more than ever. Stay off of
0: Twitter. I don't know. If you see us on the street, <laughs> let us Yay. know.
1: Just yell if Apollo thirteen is action or not in your mind. But uh, you know what? Action's a vibe.
0: All right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye.